We're meeting the star of a sitcom gem today on Distinct Nostalgia, a programme with a huge following, but which, for some bizarre reason, only lasted for two series. Character actor John Henshaw played publican Ken in the hit BBC2 comedy Early Doors in the early 2000s. He has managed to get here. He got through the roadworks. You know they've coned it all off. They've made it all one way, all the way from McVitie's, right down to the bank on Birdhall Lane. It's added at least 20 minutes to his journey, but he's here to catch up with Ashley about his time on the Craig Cash and Phil Mealy created sitcom masterpiece. Have you seen that sign in the gents? I'm offended. Distinct Nostalgia. More than a podcast. John, thanks for talking to us for Distinct Nostalgia. It's lovely lovely to chat to you. And um, we're going to talk mainly, I know you've done lots and lots of things, but we're going to talk mainly about um, Early Doors, uh, which I right. think is a, a really class um, production and comedy and really deserved a lot more than just two series from the BBC. Just take us back to how all that started and how you first got to hear about it and how you landed the part. I did um, a Christmas episode of uh, The Royal Family, The Man Who Had Everything. But, um, it wasn't called that, it was me, I had everything. But uh, and, and shortly after that, Craig rang me up and said, John, we're doing this thing about a, a pub and you remind me of a landlord. You know, and uh, usually Craig being not quite my age, but, you know, that age group where we remember landlords was a sort of certain physique, you know what I mean? So I said, yeah, that's great, you know what I mean? So it gives a shout. And that was quite a while beforehand. And at the time, Caroline was there and she jumped on and said, I'm going to play your wife and there's going to be loads of sex, which, which didn't, unfortunately didn't happen. Um, she didn't play the wife. So, yeah, it was great. I was, I was lucky because I, I went from that to that right away, you know what I mean? So... And it was a, a privilege, you know what I mean? Great writing, so uh, setting a pub in the north. And I had uh, obviously done a lot of training for that in, in my life because I didn't turn to being an actor until I was nearly 40, you know what I mean? So previously that was a, I had more jobs than Charlie Drake. I was like dustman and pipe fitting and milkman and God knows what, you know, you name it, I did it, right? You know what I mean? So, and usually with that, you, you know, you, you get a couple of pints at the end of the day. So I've, I've done a few really doors that, uh, went on to late doors, if you like. Absolutely. Now, it was quite a simple premise in a way, wasn't it? It was, a, it was basically, it was a pub. There was a, a few, you know, there was the main pub itself. There was upstairs. There wasn't, a, you know, didn't do a massive, there was, well, yeah, I don't think you ever went outside or anything like that. So it was, it, was, it was sort of a very simple premise, but it was all about, at the end of the day, the words and the language and the dialogue and that kind of thing, which... As we know now, a lot of a lot of comedy and drama and things has gone away from that, hasn't it? So it, it was it was very much about you know that, that those kind of things, wasn't it? And that's what made it in a way, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, the, the feedback I get was like people recognise the characters in the pub. Everybody knew it's Tommy, you know, and Eddie, uh, and uh, the, you know the landlord and whatever, and the Duffies and, and Joes that came in. It, 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 it's got a great fan base with young people as well nowadays, and I think. That's a bit weird, really, because uh, you know the pubs are not like that. You find, you know, you don't find many pubs like the Greeks nowadays. But they, I mean, they do. You know, they still enjoy it, and a lot of them came at the stage show. And it's deceptively simple format, but it isn't, of course, like anything else. You know, I mean, it was 
obviously Craig and, and Caroline did the Royal Family, and it's it's the same when they did that. It isn't. They said there's nothing happening. They just sat on the couch watching the telly, you know. And a lot of it was done on, you know, because the lads Craig and, and Phil went, went into the pubs in Stockport, and and they based it basically on on you know a lot of people say a certain pub. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to ask them about that. But it was certainly the type of pub and, and the people that frequented it, the people sort of associated with, recognised, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's very observational. Uh, that's the most, that's that's the big thing. And, you know, little things like, um, and this, this, I remember this happening a lot in the pubs where I grew up in, in Yorkshire. You know, the thing where the, the landlord wouldn't open up until specifically the time, you know, he wouldn't let them right. in until the right time, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 you know. I mean... I'm old enough to remember when it used to be like open at 11 and shut at 3 and then open at 5 and what have you. And then that time in between for the landlord was sacrosanct. I mean, first of all, they had to clean up and restock and stuff like that, you know. But also, I suppose, clear his head for the bit, you know. Before, you know, I always wondered about having a pub. I worked behind the bar in my uncle's pub and I waited on and done all that sort of stuff, you know. And there's a lot of work that's on, really. You know what I mean, you don't see a lot of the work in every doors, you know. But they do, and I think... Uh, you know, if you'd open the door, there'd be somebody in all day. Somebody would be sat in there in all day just to say everyone is eating, you know. But, uh, but no, no, it's, yeah, it's, uh, you've got to run it like that. You've got to be the boss, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. So how did you, I mean, obviously, as you say, you, you knew the, these char- these kind of characters existed. Did you have any input then into how you, you know, shaped your character within it? Not really, no, because... I mean, as Craig said, he said, you remind me of a landlord, you know, and I couldn't identify with that, you know, I'm a lot of the time on the wrong side of the bar, but uh, in the pubs, you know, I, when you used to be a vault and you used to go in and play cards and, you know, you could uh, F and Jeff in the back, like, you know what I mean? And you couldn't, in the lounge and stuff like that, now the F and Jeff anyway, come back and do it in church. But, but uh, there were certain rules, you know. Um, but no, it just, they allowed you to sort of develop your character. And the thing is, the, the writing's so good, it takes you along that path anyway, you know, so uh, you, you just go with the flow, you know. I mean, you get a lot of stuff and you think, oh, God, what's going on here, you know. But with that, you just read it, and you, when you first get the script, you read it, you think, ooh, you know. And then you, you start reading with the other characters, like, and then when you put it on its feet and move it again, it's different, and, you know, but to actually start from, you know, ground level and write what they do and take you there, it's, it's pretty good, you know what I mean? Indeed, indeed. Let's talk a little bit more about the, the, the general sort of scenarios and things. I mean, a lot of it was based around around you, wasn't it? You and your, you know, your, your relationships and your mom and whatever. It was, you know, obviously the other characters were there and were part of it, but a lot of it was based about around your scenario. And, of course, it was like all great comedy – it wasn't all necessarily always laugh a minute. There was some serious sides. There was the whole side of your character and uh, you know his daughter and his daughter not being his his you know his his, his actual uh, blood daughter and him wanting to you know make sure that she was looked after, but I'm feeling a bit jealous of the you know a real dad coming back in on the scene and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's a lot of pathos, wasn't there? A lot of pathos. Oh, yeah, 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 without a doubt, you know, it's funny, you know, they say you can hide in the crowd, and Ken really is, he's in the pub, and it's busy, you know, it's not that busy, but, you know, there's people in all the time, and, you know, everybody's just having a go at each other, you know, the band's is real sort of working class, and um, banter, you relight and whatever, but uh, behind the scenes, he shuts the door, and he's, he's basically on his own, really, apart from his mum, 
who is like, you know, he's sucking the life out of him. But, um, but yeah, it's because his wife's left him and, and the only thing really, and she's sort of growing up, you know what I mean? And, and, and lads are coming in, like trying to uh, take her away and stuff like that. And, and then he thinks, if I'm going to be stuck here with my mum, you know what I mean? Is it what's all about, you know? I mean, we've got Tanya like coming in and out, but we don't know how that's going, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like everybody. And, and I, I like most comedies, you know. It's, it's the, the, the thing I liked about it was he wasn't afraid to take the time with it, you know. You didn't rush it. You went and you could see, and you, you could see, just see people, the stuff, what they did in between the lines, you know, you, you, the expression. I mean, that's all about the casting, you know what I mean? I mean, with, with Craig and Beverly Keogh, fantastic casting agent. Um, but you get the right people and, and get them in, and you're halfway there. You know, you've got a good script. Absolutely, yeah, you're right. Some of those, just some of those little moments where there's nothing being said, and it's just yeah. a look. It's fantastic. The my favourite character. I mean, I, I mean, all of them are brilliant, to be honest. But my favourite character in it um, is uh, is the cleaner. Um, oh yeah, I think she's yeah. brilliant. The fact that she winds your mum up so much all the time is yeah, br- yeah, yeah, Winnie, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, and that's good. You know, it's, it's again, you know what I mean. It's it's clever little interaction. You know what I mean, and it just takes you out of the out of the pub for a few minutes upstairs, although you're still in it. And yeah, and uh, yeah, again, you know, I mean, John Kempson played that on the thing. It was, it was absolutely brilliant. You know, you know, we had uh, a couple of moments like you know what I mean. They were both great. You know what I mean. So, I, you know, what I mean, I stand back sometimes and just watch it myself, and I think, I mean, he should be stood behind the door half this time. Well. Joan that are playing when he was delivering the lines, you know what I mean? And it's the timing, you know what I mean? The, the people that was picked, it was because of their comedic timing, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like pulling the figure back, you know what I mean? Bang. And, yeah. and you know, obviously, obviously, you know, it, it's it's turned up a notch because it's comedy to an extent, but there are people just like her in society, aren't there? There are loads of people oh. like her, you know, tons. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, they're working classic, great, you know, I mean, yeah. This wind-up humour has always been there, you know what I mean? And it's, it's like sink and swim at times. You, you know yourself, if it was on the factory floor, like, it could be merciless, you know, and uh, it, it could destroy you. It, it was scanting up the ball in it sometimes, you know what I mean? But a lot of it was just good laughing and, and, and you know, everybody had a nickname, you know what I mean? And uh, so you, you just had to give it back, you know what I mean? But in the pub, like, it, it's just a bit of a slight dig now and again, you know what I mean? And, and, and the, the, the ladies are that... Period, especially like it was very dry, you know what I mean? They, they had all these sayings, you know, you know, and, and you think, God, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> I mean, but they knew, you know, exactly. Was it was it filmed at Media City? Was it done at the, the greenhouse or whatever it was? Or the no, no, we actually filmed it uh, in Granada. Oh, right, uh, you know, the old Granada studio tour, yeah, they had a yeah, the ballroom up there. It was, actually, it was all filmed there. Oh right, okay. Didn't realise yeah, that. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's probably one of the, one of the last things to be done there in a way, wasn't it? I suppose before they cleared it all yeah. out, you know. So, I mean, it, it wasn't like I mean, BBC, so but it was just a space that they used. It was in that in that place. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. really. No, 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 I think it's a fantastic comedy, fantastic comedy. I mean, let's just think about just some of the other characters. Of course, you had this, you had this sort of relationship going on in the back room, didn't you, with the policeman, of course, you know, of course, the, yeah. the police, I mean, you know, all this, uh, you know, goings on with the police who were always trying to, they were always trying to wind you up as well, weren't they, you know, so, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that, that was good. I mean, obviously, you know, 
um, we know that bent policemen do exist, don't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, my, as I say, my auntie used to have a pub in Uncoats. It was called the Smith's Arm, but colloquially it was called the, ha- the Hammer. And it was, yeah, the fantastic football team, you know. And when I worked in there, I wanted to go in there. You, you could always tell the policemen used to come in from on uh, Willard Street and whatever in there. You, they always had the cleanest shoes. You could always tell, you know. But they'd been in having a drink. And, and most pubs on there, they, they always had a drink. And it was like, it, it, it was sort of, uh, you did it because it was great to have the police on your side if you needed it from time to time, you know. And it was good for the, maybe some of the regulars to know that, uh, you know, you, you, you was in touch with the police if you like. But they used to come in and, you know, get a few free drinks. But uh, also, they'd be clocking what's going on, you know. So, yeah, we're not, there was a few characters knocking about, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I remember actually years ago when I, I used to work in a pizza place when I was about 16, 17. And uh, the, uh, the, the the lady who ran the pizza place, she was really friendly with the police. And they'd come in at 2, 3 in the morning and stay there till very early hours. Just to, I'm, not, I'm sure there wasn't any corruption going on. But what I mean is sometimes police will anchor after certain businesses, won't they, and get involved with them and that kind of thing, you know. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Now, that couple... Um, I've forgotten who pl- were the names of the people who played them now, um, but the, the couple who no. sit in the corner and are really, oh, yeah, yeah. what are really quite odd. The, the odd couple in it. The, yeah, the, yeah. It was like Mark Benton and uh, Lorraine Cheshire. Yeah, that was Eddie and. I mean, uh, they were. I mean, I know that. I know they've been played by different people in the stage version, but they they could have had a series on their own, couldn't they? I and mean, they're fantastic. But any of them, without a doubt, you could have done that with them. You know. The, the two policemen, everybody says, oh, I love them two policemen. You know, but yeah, Eddie and John, without a doubt, you know, uh, uh, you could have followed them back home and see what was going on and wherever they went, you know what I mean? I, liked, I like the story, that because you do get this, don't you, in pubs and things and with local um, you know, characters... <laughs> he got this obsession with the with the with the with the roadworks and the roads yeah, and all the yeah. rest of it. And you do get yeah. people like that, don't you? Just obsessed oh. with things like that. <laughs> yeah, oh no, I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do. You get people, and you, you, you think you can see that. What they talking, you think that's like Eddie and John. You know, people said that to me, and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just sometimes people can't think what to talk about. You know what I mean? So they latch onto someone, and then. Uh, I, I can imagine that he went down there every day to check on the progress, like you know what I mean, and then report it in the night. You know what I mean? That was a, it was like the tidbit for today. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're good fun, yeah. But of course, the, the character that's always got a measure of everything and always brings everyone down to earth was the old chap in the corner, of course, who we've just lost recently, haven't we? Sadly, yeah, uh, yeah, Bradley Gervais, you saw, yeah, yeah, smashing and so dry in the way he played it, and again, great casting, you know what I mean? Um. Yeah, we had a lad that played him in the stage, so he was great and all that. But, and, but Tommy was, yeah, he, he just came in. He was, and God forgive me, he was a bit like that at times, you know what I mean? And he used to like, uh, I've not got much in this, you know. And then he, when he was sat in the toilet, he said, I'm in the bloody toilet all the way. I said, Yeah, but look at it, it's, it's gold, it's gold. Just look at it, you know. You've got the best bit in it, you know. And uh, But anyway, uh, he, he went with it, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and again, it's all time in yeah, he's a good old actor, yeah, Rodney. Yeah, oh, yeah no, again, and again, you got you know you get characters like that. A guy, old guy, would be there in there just literally all day, wouldn't he? And just you know, probably, yeah. probably only yeah. have one pint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, years and years ago, I was in um, I met with mine was telling me I used to go to um, Stoke, and he was going over in the pub. We went in where we go, and he said he was in one lunchtime, and there's an old lady got up like a female Tommy, and she went in the bar. 
And she took like half a mile up and she said, it's off this, love. And she said, oh, I'm sorry, Mary, and pulled another one. And then she walked away with the two glasses. And he said, I thought it was off. She said, well, you'll only pour it down the sink, won't you? You know what I mean? Bloody hell happened there, you know. And that's the sort of thing Tommy had done, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, good, the other good thing about it is you, you didn't, you know, it was, again, it, it, you know, it wasn't dealing with big topics. You know, you often you were dealing with, you know, the state of the toilets or... You know, just basic things which people do deal with. You know, that's the kind of thing that becomes the topic of conversation, you know, and that was fantastic in that sense, you know. It's really good to have We do, you think, to be able to write something that's in one space, you know, I mean, we did, we only did 12 episodes in the end, like two sixes, but it's a, in one space, you know what I mean, with like half a dozen characters, you know what I mean? You think that that's good writing, you know, to keep it going, but... Again, it's, it was brave writing at the time. You know, you think, well, is it, it going to work this? But people loved it because you recognise it. That's what life's like, you know what I mean? So uh, just uh, banter and, and talking about everyday stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. What, what, was yeah. your, what would you say was your favourite episode then? Which was the fa- favourite one out of them all, do you think? We'll be back after a quick break. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your, in your little, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We all, we all artists over here, man. I'm trying, all right? Oh, yeah. I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying, oh, yeah. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, me, me. Yo, love, 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 love. Yeah. No, look, look, look. We all artists, man. We go, you feel me? We going to have this, like... Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit right now. I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I gotta lie, don't play with it. Don't play with it. No. Take that shit. I, th- I think it was, I think it was all the same, really. You know, I mean, I, I, I like the stuff I had with uh, my daughter Chrissy Bottom. You, you know, that was nice. She was always great. You know what I mean? Uh, and 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 my mum, you know what I mean? It was good, but. I mean, the opening of the second series with the Chris, that, that, that was good. You know what I mean? We're, yeah, yeah, I love that stuff. I love, I love a bit of stillness and a bit of, uh, you know, just a bit just a bit diagonal. You know what I mean? It's it's great. But then, and then we had the big, all of it, really. It's a bit big, you know, it's just a gift, a lot of it, to be honest. Yeah, actually, you know? yeah absolutely. Uh, now, of course, this yeah. was done, uh, was it done in the early 2000s? Was that when it when, we, when, the, when you made it? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. 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 And of course, at that time, everyone was still smoking, weren't they? There was, the, That's right. yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was before yeah. the smoking ban, you know, everyone was still t- yeah. you know, smoking. Well. And um, and of course, you had a you had somebody who, in, in the cast who went on to be a big star, didn't you? The Oh yeah, the young yeah, lad yeah. who was your uh, daughter's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, boyfriend. Yeah. What was it? What's his name? What's the chap's trip called? The wonderful James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah, a smashing lad, a great lad. He is really, really nice lad, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened to him there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did. He did the first series himself and Maxine Peake, and uh, and they was doing Shameless at the same time. And they wanted to do the second series, but Seamus won't let them off. Um, it was, oh, they couldn't work it out between them, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, a good lad, James, yeah. And Ashley's chat with John Henshaw from Early Doors will continue in just a few minutes. In the meantime, listen out for news about a special documentary coming soon about an iconic daytime show. It burst onto our screens 50 years ago this year. And for a generation of kids, it became must-viewing when you were sent home from school in the afternoons. 
it was played like a court, wasn't it? You, you oh, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, absolutely. And you didn't know what the outcome was going to be because, you know, so they were ready to film two different endings, whatever the jury decision was. Yeah. which was almost a bit like live television. It was great, it was edgy. We're talking, of course, about the groundbreaking Crown Court. Filmed at Granada Television in Manchester, the show was unique and saw some big names cut their teeth over its long run on ITV. It was an afternoon programme, and although it was an afternoon programme, they had some very fine actors in it because there were good chances to uh, show your metal if you're an actor because there were long tranches of dialogue between judges and advocates and indeed actors. It also had an iconic theme tune that became the B-side to the A-side of Van der Valk, which went on to top the charts. We'll also be talking to the man behind that theme. Various bits of music were played, and I think I was sitting in on the session helping choose the music, and he said, no, we've just done that album with you, with that piece, Distant Hills. That might be right. I thought, well, I don't know, it doesn't sound right to me, but anyway, we dug it out and played it to them, and they said, yeah, that's it, thank you very much. That's all to come when we're back in the Crown Court, coming soon, only on Distinct Nostalgia. And if you'd like to share your memories of the show, please email us at info at madeinmanchester.tv or message us on our Twitter page at Distinct by MIM. Distinct Nostalgia is produced by MIM. And if you like what we do, then please consider supporting us on Patreon. Every penny helps us to make even more amazing content just for you. Go to distinctnostalgia.com and click on the donate button. Thank you. We ought to talk a little bit about Craig and, and, and Phil, of course. What were, obviously, you know, Craig, obviously he's the person who's shaping it, but also he's acting in it as well. What's he like to work with, and does he does he change things as you go along? Will he sort of adapt to things? How, how does that work with Craig? Yeah, they will. They will change things. I, I remember when I did the Royal Family Christmas special. At one time, Craig and Cameron kind of said, "Just have a coffee with you," and they went away and wrote something and changed a little bit here and there. We didn't do an awful lot of that on early doors. You would do, you know, but not a lot. You know what I mean? But, but it was great, I mean, you know, to say that comedy is a serious business. And it is, you know, I mean, when, you, when you've done about eight takes or something, you know what I mean? It, you can do it different ways, you know what I mean? But, it, it, you know, it, as it, at times it's not, um, it, helps, it helps in a way, actually, because you, make, you can make, you know, you, you do, it's a very naturalistic delivery anyway with the early doors, you know what I mean? So that helps because sometimes you think it's funny and Craig is a notorious giggler once you get him going. You know, he's away, you know what I mean? But at the same time, he's very on it, you know what I mean? He'd be quite pedantic about the script, you know what I mean? Uh, and rightly so, you know, you, you don't need to change it, you know? Uh, but yeah, it's great, him and Phil, you know, they wrote it. Every now and then, they'd they have a conversation. And uh, I think I've got about three words in, I think, through two scenes, you know what I mean? And Tommy, Tommy, was there. Tommy said he wasn't well, I said, okay, I'll write for the numbers. And I just hear it from the back of the camera, like, all right, I'll let you have that one. But that was about it, you know. <laughs> no, ex- <laughs> excellent series. Now, obviously, it, it ran for two series. It was on, I think it was on, it was on BBC Two, wasn't it? It wasn't on BBC One, BBC yeah. Two. And so it was hidden away a little bit. 
But it's like a lot of comedy. You know, at the moment there's one that, that's done in Scotland called Two Doors Down, which I think is brilliant, with Elaine C. Yeah. Smith and Alex Norton. And again, that's a yeah. bit of a hidden sort of secret, really. Nobody knows much about it. And once you get to watch yeah, it, yeah. you realise how brilliant it is. And that's what I felt yeah. about Early Doors. But to, to, to cancel it after two series when it was really showing potential just seems ridiculous to me. I mean, you know. But you'd have to talk to, to Craig and Phil about that, really, because uh, as far as I know, they did want another series. Uh, but at the time, is it, I was getting mixed up the IA or the AI, the audience, and tell it figures or something that came back that uh, was the highest of any sitcom ever. You know what I mean? Massive, massive, massive. And Craig at the time wasn't too happy about it. I think he wanted to get it on one. And, you know, I'm saying this off the top of the head, but, you know, it's, it's sort of drifted through to me over the years. So, and, and the thing is, like, when they came to Christmas, they started doing Christmas specials with the Royal Family. Personally, I thought early doors in the pub, a Christmas special, you know, I think it would have been pure gold, you know, but, but that's, it wasn't my choice, you know. But I think they did, they, they wanted it to carry on at the first, you know. Um, but as I say, you have to ask Craig and Phil about that, you know. I mean, we've done, recently done a 30 tour. Yeah. Like, with, over the last couple of years, 60 dates, standing ovation every night. And I don't, th- I don't know, we don't know if anybody from the BBC couldn't see it. We don't think we did. Even though we was at the Apollo in London, like and smashed it 3,200. Well, quite, it's quite interesting, isn't it? That, that, you know, you've got something like Mrs Brown's Boys, which was always a stage thing, wasn't it? And then went to telly. Yeah. And then you've got, yeah, obviously, yeah. Early Doors, which was on telly and, got, and gone to stage. How did, uh, it's great that I've n- I never, I didn't get a chance to see the stage version. I know that um, somebody I've worked with, Vicky Bins, was in the new the, the stage version. Oh, Vicky, yeah. yeah. Um, what yeah. was it? What was it like? You know, doing it uh, compared to telly on stage. What was what was it like? Well, the, the only thing is, it was like two hours. So you know, I, I had like a, a good share of the dialogue. You know what I mean? So I'm getting old nowadays. You know, I can't remember where I live. But <laughs> so we do that. You know what I mean? Every night. But in, when you get into it, you know what I mean. But you're getting the immediate reaction back, which is fantastic. You know what I mean? As soon as you walked out, we felt the love coming, the warmth. It was brilliant everywhere. You know what I mean? It was fantastic. I mean, when we were, we did the Apollo in London and Craig said, we're going to need subtitles here, you know. Uh, but we didn't. It just blew the roof off. They loved it. You know what I mean? But it was that immediate reaction was great. You, you just felt the warmth because it had a, you know, is it, I suppose it's you could call it a cult-based uh, fan, you know, uh, fan base. But... Yeah, yeah, it, it was it, it was different in that, and you know you're not stopping and starting when you when you're filming, of course you're stopping and starting and going away and come, you know you're doing two or three couple of scenes, two or three scenes a day, you know. But uh, but it was great to go all the way through it and then to actually get to this conclusion at the end of the night, you know what I mean? Every night, uh, and we had they brought a fantastic ending to it. We had a bit of a song at the end, which you know we, we took a chance with, but paid off, you know what I mean? So uh, it was brilliant. It was different, but it was still like the writing's the same, you know. And, and I'd say if you haven't seen it, or anybody that's listening haven't seen it, we, they did, they, we, when we did the stadium, you think early doors in stadiums, you know, but uh, they, they captured a lot of the film from the stadiums and they put it into a two-hour piece now, which you can download on Vimeo, and uh, every penny of it is four ninety nine. every penny goes to Christie's. Oh, brilliant. So, you know what I mean? And it's all brand new stuff, you know. Yeah, so, fantastic. Now, yeah. I was, I was going to say, because when I, we, we, we didn't manage to get a ticket, but... When I was thinking about it, I was thinking, God, Early Doors is such an intimate thing. Is it going to work in a big auditorium, a big, you know, big venue? 
I mean, how did that work? Did did you think it did it work okay? I mean, how did you know what I mean? It's sort of you're doing it in some yeah. big venue. It seems a bit as though it might not work, but obviously it did. It did. It did. It, it was. It was. We were worried about that. Obviously, I mean, when we started off, we was in the, the small theatre in the Lowry. Is the the keys and the what do you want to call it? The keys and the lyric. Yeah. Well, a small the key was in there five hundred. And that was wraparound. And it was like musical. It was fantastic. You know, you felt like everybody was in the pub. You know what I mean? It really, really worked like that. But when we took it in the big one, which is about seven inches, fantastic theatres at Lowry, uh, it worked there as well. And then you think, okay, that's all right. We got, and some of the venues we went now was great. We did like the, the City Hall in Newcastle. You know what I mean? That was great. We couldn't, we had to shorten the stage, uh, the, the set to get it on the stage, you know. And then when you went to the stadiums, I thought, well, you know, because you go out and you do your sound check and it's bouncing back and stuff like that. But because you had the screens on, a lot of people, it was just like watching it on the telly as well. You know, you could go from that and then go from that. You know, that that's why we, we had um, we had a show in the, 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 um, what we filmed at this, uh, this, the uh, stadiums. Uh, and it worked, you know, I was watching it. It was like just like a big telly that sat in a field, you know. So, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And who did... So, obviously, as I, as I mentioned, Vicky... I know Vicky was in there uh, replacing... Um, he took Jones' part. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. And who took who took his part then? Who took the other guy's part? Uh, Nick. Uh, no, no, uh, Neil, Neil. Uh, uh, Neil, he's fantastic. If you ever see him, he does, he's, you'll see him once you recognise his face. He does, he's in that advert at the moment with Sean Bean for the T6 there, the big one. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's smashing, lad. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I think uh, did, but was the rest apart from Tommy, a different Tommy? Was the rest of the yeah. was the rest of the cast the same? Uh, no, Judy Barker played my mum. Right, okay. Uh, and she was absolutely brilliant. You know, I mean, Lisa May was fantastic. But Judy, she only lived down the road from me, and, and you know, she was just, she was great. You know, real acid tongue. You know, and uh, yeah. And yeah, so yeah, just Tommy and those two. Yeah, doing yeah. doing it on the stage several so many years later, and to such a great audience and numbers, just shows that it's still got the potential, hasn't it? And you, I know, obviously things have moved on a bit in terms. Of, you know, we don't have smoking in pubs anymore, and there's very there's less pubs than there used to be, and all the rest of it. But yeah. do you think you could? Do you think it could? You know, if if the BBC decided, oh, we'd like another a third series, do you think it it could work? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it would actually, because it was always a period piece. You know what I mean? So it's like they're doing like um, down in Buds of May, yeah. they're doing yeah. the all creatures large and small, and what have you. And this is the same. It's, it, it's a period piece, so you could just pick it up and go into it. I mean, for people that know it, it'd be interesting to see people. 20 years on, you know, I mean, I can't believe this. When we were doing the stage show, we were talking about it and people were saying, and you, you think back, you thought, God, it was 18 years ago, you know, I mean, it's 20 years ago now. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it worked, you know, I mean, uh, basically, you know, we, we have, um, I don't know how many of the original cast would get together. Um, but yeah, but we proved with the stage show that you can, you know, sort of change a few heads. And uh, But at the end of the day, it's, it's about the writing. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Now you've done obviously tons and tons and tons of things over the years, um, and you're one of those actors that everyone recognises. Um, 
but they might not always be able to place, if you know what I mean. They might think, oh, I know him from such and such and all the rest of it. How does, how does early doors compare to all the other things you've done, do you think? When you look back at it in terms of, where, does, where, do, you, where do you place it? I've been lucky to work with some really good things. And, you know, I put that, it's probably the best sitcom I've ever worked on, yeah. you know. Uh, and then, you know, I've done dramas like The Cops and that years ago. And, you know, a couple of films with Ken Loach. And you, so you put it sort of in the films and the drama and the comedy. You, you, put, you tend to put them in, in different sections, you know. And, and you do stuff that you thought was great and worked. And it doesn't, you know, it's all about timing in this game. You know, the stuff that comes out and, you know, you, Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, you know. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's got to be up there. It's got to be up there. But as I say, the best sitcom I, I, I've worked on. But as I say, everything else is different categories. It's either a drama, a sitcom or a film. Yeah, yeah. You know? and I'm just so, looking yeah. through some, some of the film films you've done. Of course, you did The Parole Officer, didn't you, with Steve Coogan? You were in yeah, that. I did a bit. Yeah, yeah and you were in, and and more recently, of course, you 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 had, you had a part in the Lauren Hardy film, didn't you, as well? Yeah, 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 it's fantastic, yeah. and uh, and 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 obviously you know Father Brown, and I mean you've done tons and tons of stuff over the years, um, yeah. and when and you were in you were in Last of Summer Wine as well. Were you a copper in Last of Summer Wine? <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, no, I did that. I did that. They actually phoned me. Somebody phoned me. and said it's only in the morning, and where I live, I live in like Oldham. It's only over the yeah, old, yeah, old, yeah. Old. of course. It, it's there in Oldford, you know, and. Um, and he said, it's blah, blah, so much, you know what I mean? About three quid. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, I can nip over there in the morning. And I did, and all I did was um, Frank Thornton was in it, you know, yeah. the great Frank Thornton, however, what's it, um, are you being served? Smashing that. And, and he fell down a, a pothole. And I just come up with like a builder's hat on or whatever, and uh, had that, and picked him up and said, is this yours? That's all I did. And they showed that clip, God knows how many times, you know, every time... Uh, when they did the BAFTAs and they did this, that, and they kept showing that clip, that's all they did in it. <laughs> and it, it was great. You know, I went over there and, and the lovely guys that was doing it, Peter Salis and all them, they had, they had stunt doubles for walking up the hill, you know. And, uh, <laughs> which, 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 I mean, God bless them, you know, I'm still going. Yeah, no, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Now, you said, you said at the very beginning that you, you started out in acting late on, um, yeah. but your big break was with, as, uh, as, as the minder to... Robert Lindsay's character, wasn't it, in GBH back in, back well, in not, the day? No, not, well, not really. I mean, I did that, and it was like a month of days or like the, the time they was doing it, filming it for three to six months, something like that. Yeah. But I, it, it was virtually extra work, that really. Oh, was it? Of, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah, what, would you, what, me, would you say, what would you say was your big, your big moment then, when you started to get recognised properly? Well, I, I did a thing called The Cops. Yeah. And it... Like Tony Garnett, uh, big like Tony Garnett, he, he sort of, and it was World Productions. And um, and that was sort of, it was sort of a documentary style film. Yes. And a lot of people, even up to like, we did three series, two series, still thought it was like a documentary. And that, that was the way it was meant to be. You know, it was the camera was on the shoulder. Uh, we had a great camera woman called Jane Rousseau. Uh, and she used to have put a bodybuilder's belt on and chases up blocks of flat with, the, you know, this great big camera on the shoulders like that. And it was very naturalistic and uh, Tony wouldn't have any makeup and all like that. And uh, and that was quite critically acclaimed. And uh, and that was a springboard for me, you know. And you were, that in, was you, like, you were in Born and Bred as well, weren't you? Born and Bred you were in as well. Yeah, we did about four series in that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, which, which, is a, which is a good one. But another starring role, of course, you had is you had to play 
John Prescott, who I, I've worked with John a few times on different things. I mean, he's a, he, uh, he's a real character. Did you get to meet him before you played him? No, I didn't, actually. No, no. It would have been great because, you know, I think they've done fantastic going from where he was. You know, it was a steward on the ship and what, I mean, went up to actually, you know, when Blair's away running the country for a while, you know, but he was certainly a deputy and a, a real character. And I didn't, but I remember when I was doing it and when we had a screen in London and all that, and, and the journalist kept coming up to me and giving me the cards and said, if he ever gets in touch with you, which he will, uh, give us a ring and tell us what I said. You know, I just took the card. But he didn't, you know what I mean? So, fair enough, you know. Yeah, how did you approach that? Did you did you have to spend a lot of time basically watching him and stuff like that on film and things like that? No, not really, no. I mean, it was it was the diary of a secretary, yeah. which Matt and Pete played brilliantly, you know what I mean? So, it was her story, really, you know what I mean? So, no, I did, you know, I mean, I've seen a lot of him over the years on the telly, you know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, uh, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really sort of serious portrayal, you know what I mean? In it, you know, it was a bit tongue in cheek anyway. Yeah. With, with him, I mean, uh, as I say, it was really Maxine's show, you know. But it was great to be involved in it, and you know, enjoy doing it. Yeah. Fantastic. Now you've had a, you've had a brilliant you've had a brilliant career. What's what's next then? What what are you doing at the moment? What are you up to? Uh, I'm just waiting at the moment. I've done a couple of comedy pilots. And that's what I simply be doing at the moment, you know what I mean? And I'm doing a bit of writing myself. Yeah, that's it at the moment. It's, uh, you know, I'm on the window cleaning round. <laughs> but I have to get my ladder out here. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be on something soon. Yeah, I mean, we're obviously we're doing this interview. We're, we're trying to give Early Doors a little bit of a plug kind of thing. It would be fantastic if they, if they did bring it back, even if it was just for like a, you know, as you say, you know, like a Christmas special or something, you know, it would be fantastic, yeah, wouldn't yeah. it, you know? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's people, you know, asking when's it coming back. Even now, and it's twenty years on, you know. And we say, well, it's not up to us, you know. Right, right to the beaver. Right, ask them, you know. So it's been sort of totally out of our our control, you know. But uh, I think it, it, it worked, you know. I mean, sometimes they say never go back, but we did the thirty show twenty years on. Yeah, and it's still packed. It packs everywhere out, you know. So. We think there is a bit of a demand there, you know. Absolutely. John, it's been lovely to talk to you for Distinct Nostalgia. Thank you. All right. Thanks for asking, Ashley. Yeah, take care, man. Thank you. Ashley was speaking to John Henshaw, who played Ken in Early Doors. And next time, it's back to bread. Of course, you know, Joey was uh, established, obviously, by the time I joined. So there were certain characteristics that were always going to remain. <laughs> His wardrobe, for one. And the first, I think it was the first six scripts were actually written for Peter uh, because Carlo had already finished them before he had said he didn't want to take up um, the next series. So I very much had Peter's words to say. And Carla used to um, shape a character looking at the characteristics that an actor would bring to the table. And so slowly, slowly, uh, Peter's character disappeared and she started to write for my version of it. That's Graham Bickley, who played Joey Boswell in Carla Lane's smash hit 80s comedy, coming soon on Distinct Nostalgia. Distinct Nostalgia. More than a podcast.